Good morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are. Welcome to the You Can Do More podcast. This podcast is for those seeking self-improvement and a better handle on life, with an emphasis on the lives of teenagers and young adults. Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. You know, it's, a, it's, a, it's an afternoon, um, Saturday afternoon, it's been a minute, um, but we have a guest here today. Um, he's been on here before as a head student, but he comes now as himself, as a general human as, being. As a teenage investor. A teenage investor, anyone can invest, but introduce yourself once again. Hi guys, I'm Kushrov, here to talk about some stocks. <laughs> Yeah, so today's we're just talking about stocks, I guess. I guess this is like a learning thing for me as well because, well, in my opinion, I'd say John and Kushrav are pretty knowledgeable about this sort of topic, but I'm not, so... Okay, if, I mean, okay, if, I were, if we were to ask you right now, like, what do you know when you hear the word stock or share or okay, actually, so you know, investment? When you think of investment, what do you think of? Investment is, I think of, like... In the long term, that's what long I think of, like long term. But I guess if you're, I don't know, like I know it's buying like part of like a company or whatever. Yeah. I don't know if this is no, right. Completely, like, like just when you think of investments, like anything. Investments, I just think of like company. you're putting your money into something like long term. That's mm-hmm. what I think. It's like a version of investing your money is like first thing you think like I'll give it to the bank. But then the bank is only countering inflation. Inflation grows at like an average of 2% a year. And a bank is giving you 2% of your money. It's growing it by 2%. And so your money is basically staying constant. Because inflation is making your money less worth. And the bank is making your money worth more. But at the same rate. So instead of keeping your money the same, you want to grow it. right? Mm-hmm. And that's where stocks comes in. Mm-hmm. Mm, to grow it by more than 2%, by more than inflation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Making your money work for you, you know. Yeah, I think that um, you can think of investments. There's so many ways to invest: um, property, real estate, mm. oh, shares, yeah. Yeah. cryptocurrencies. There's so many ways to invest, um, but most of the time, they're quite difficult to get into. Like real estate, property, and all these things, they're hard to get into. However, by far the easiest way to invest and the easiest way to make your money grow for you is to just invest into shares, into stocks. Um, and getting your money away from the bank. Ideally, you don't actually want your money in the bank. Mm. Um, and things like That's that. That's interesting. Absolutely. Because, oh, oh. like... Why, why do you think it's interesting? I don't know. Because, like, when you're... Well, for me, at least, when you're growing up, you know, your parents or, like, people tell you you need to save your money. And then that's just, like, keeping it in the bank and just, like, putting money into a savings account weekly... Because you're, like, saving for something. But what did you say you don't want your money in the bank? Don't want your money. More than that, actually. You don't want your money to sit. Mm. There's... And I, I understand where you're coming from because we're taught how to please save your money. We're taught to keep your money safe somewhere and don't touch yeah. it or anything yeah. like that. Um, if we were talking about... Like, it's that piggy bank. Yeah, yeah, like a piggy bank, right? If we were to talk about things like, you know property or things like that things that grow over time um land um some valuable jewelry things like that then i understand um but the truth is is that most things that we own don't have that kind of value and so that's where 
putting the money into somewhere that grows um, or in this or as well just doesn't grow um, is important it's a, it's always a gamble yeah but you can minimize the gamble by knowing what you're doing you know like half an hour a day into stocks I mean a concept that's not really endorsed is actually investing like my parents never really thought that you can invest in anything except for putting your money into gold into the bank or by buying a house mm-hmm. only actually the ultimate investment is buying a house mm-hmm. because you're leveraging your money what you're doing is you're giving the bank a deposit and they're giving you a loan of what is it 10 times your money mm-hmm. yeah because 10% for your first, first house is a deposit so anything you make you're actually leveraging your money by 10 times because you're only giving your only, the only money that you're actually putting into the bank is one tenth of what the bank is giving you to buy the house but then anything that you make on the house is all yours. All you have to do is pay the bank back. So the ultimate invest in, in, in investment is actually buying a house, but you need that deposit. Yeah. So stocks is like the intermediate step between saving your money and then saving your money for the deposit to buy a house. That's the way I think of it. I would take all my money out of stocks right now if I had enough to buy a house, 100%. All right, if I, um, just for the audience and mm. for Tristan, um, Kushrav, can you explain simply just what a stock is yeah. for a company, a share, things like that. Yeah, so basically a company gives out a portion of their business. Let's say Tesla gives out stock and let's say they give out 1% of their company. So they're giving out 1% of their company for a certain price that they think that their company is worth. It's like on Shark Tank when they have that valuation like, oh, my company is worth blah, blah, blah. That's mm-hmm. kind of how Tesla would do it. Yeah. They were to give out stocks. And they'd give out 1% to the public. Why do they do this? It's to raise money for something that they want. Let's say Tesla wants to build up a new battery factory so they can produce more batteries. And then we, the public, buy the stock. And then we trade it amongst ourselves. That's why you hear the term trading stocks. So then once the company releases that 1% or whatever to the public, that's how much money they get. After that, they have nothing to do with the stock. Only thing that matters is that when their company does good, the stock goes up. Company does bad, the stock goes down. You're trading with other people. You're not trading with the company itself, if that makes sense. Wait, what do you mean by trading? So, someone, there's always a demand and there's always supply for stocks. So, if I want to sell my stock, I'm selling it to someone. Because there's always someone who wants to buy my stock. Yes. Right? And there's always someone who wants to sell their stock. So, when I want to buy it, I buy it off someone for a certain price that it is at that point. Okay, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot to comprehend, huh? I kind of feel like this is like this sounds weird, but do you guys know what StockX is? Stock. It's like a sneaker company, like not a sneaker oh, yeah. company, like a sneaker um like selling website. Mm. And I feel like it's kind of like that. You can kind of mm. think of trading like that. Yeah. Because it's kind of like there's like. So you're purchasing it at like the lowest, like the lowest price that they're selling it at, like that someone is selling it at. Yes. Yes. The lowest possible uh. price. But they'll all be selling it at the same price because they have to sell it at what what it is on the market at that oh, point. Oh, right. It's not like Trade Me where you can put it up for whatever. So when they sell it, they get the money that you, you're you buying it. Yeah, which is always like the same amount of money because like, if that mm-hmm. makes sense, like they have to put it up at the amount that the market yeah. is giving for yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess if we were to give an example, if I were to give Kushar five dollars because I'm selling stock he'd buy it for five dollars and it's just mm. that kind of transaction yeah um it's seamless it's a lot of it's you don't actually realize that it goes through so many things and so many people because um the way you invest your money um has become so much easier nowadays um 
if you've watched movies like The Wolf of Wall Street, um, where the movies are set in the 90s, it's so technical, it's got a lot of calls, you're doing a lot of paperwork and things like that. That's, that's more of like the Wall Street stuff, which is, um, we don't have to get into, luckily. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I guess if we were to ask you questions about... Wait, 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 I haven't seen that movie, so I'm not, I'm not uh, following what you're saying. I've seen the scenes from it. Yeah, I know Leonardo DiCaprio is in it. That's all I know. Okay, well, it's, it's just a film about... Um, I can't even remember the guy's name. But it's a film about um, uh, a stockbroker. Um, oh, yeah. That he devises... A okay, plan. wait, what's a stockbroker? A person who, like... Their job is to sell and get stocks. Like, oh, is that their job? To make money off stocks. I guess we'll That's their full-time it. job. Yeah. Yeah, okay. can be. I think I'll ask him questions about that. Um, just so that people realize that your money is like when you buy uh for example okay let's um you know shares these mm. it's basically um if i were to recommend a way for anyone to invest right now if you're from inter- if you're in intermediate school primary school whatever it is um in new zealand at least um go into shares you can get yourself an account it's free if your wallet value is less than 50 dollars um and it's a good way to start it's a good way mm. um to kind of dive into it and they really make it easy for you there's yeah. kids accounts so parents can open it for their children and things like that um so could you kind of explain like because those services um they have like the, they own manage like they have like their own stockbrokers for that company i think i think that's right. how it works or like it's so yeah it's really confusing that mm. aspect of like how does it actually work when you put money into a website and that website for some reason lets you buy a stock to be honest i don't know how the micro functions of it work because i don't dive deep into that i just buy and sell the stocks off it but um yeah shazies i believe is that only in new zealand yeah yes yeah so that's only in new zealand and then once you're 18 you can make a hatch and then you can invest international which is what i highly recommend once you're 18 you can get into the bigger stuff like the u.s market because the thing is with shazies and with investing in the new zealand market is that you're almost guessing on a company that you think is going to go up now what i mean by that is when you think that a company like auckland airport is going to go up you're you're like okay more people are going to come into auckland tourism but what else when the stock goes down five percent you actually have no reason why you actually don't know why and if you look it up why did auckland airport stock go down this week you wouldn't be able to find a single answer because i've tried to do that tried to invest in stuff like auckland airport fisher and paiku and there's way less analysis and way less coverage on it compared to U.S. stock. Mm. So you can minimize your risk of investment by investing in U.S. Because then you can put time into research. And so, yeah, that's why I recommend a hatch, definitely. What's interesting about New Zealand companies, though, I guess when you also invest into things um, locally, is that even though they do come with a higher risk, they often also come with a lower risk in that because they're a New Zealand company, the way they move up and down, the way they grow or the way they uh, don't grow is really slow, mm, like sure. really slow. And I think that's why Sharesies really advocates for that really just simple, um, you can buy a couple US shares, you can buy a couple New Zealand shares. They're going to soon open up their business to Australian shares, but at the same time, it's because it's so local. I mean, Australia is just a couple hours away. It's not a very large jump. Mm. Um, can you talk about 
be things in terms of US shares? Like, why is it such a big difference? Yeah, so like, as I said, the analysis coverage on the US shares is so much better. Like, they have, there's a guy called Jim Cramer. His whole job is to inform the public on US shares. And he tells you what he think that you, thinks that you should invest in. And there's so many more people like that, that you can get information by doing research. And that minimizes your risk of investment it really does because like they know what they're doing exactly yeah and, and you can you're put getting, in the time yeah. while other people aren't putting in the time to actually think about what to invest in that's that's the main reason i'd say and as john said the growth like the growth in the u.s is way more exponential and at a higher rate than auckland and new zealand and all that at the same time it's also because it grows so quickly and at such a high rate it can also go down mm. really quickly and um at a really high rate and I guess that's why people um, don't want to invest their money they think it's such a, a gamble but again um, when you listen to people like Jim and when you listen to and like actually do your research you, you never really the first step I could say is that you don't go into this blind do your research if it takes you three months to finally trust one company do it because this is your money you're, you're putting money in your own your own money into this so it's really Ideally, it's just the most sophisticated way to gamble. Um, but is Jim that guy that's like, like, is he televised? Yeah, like, yeah, it's on, it's on national television. Yeah, no, it's yeah, great. great. Um, he said to invest into GME, and the GME stocks just went yes, up. Yes, yes. Um, but didn't it, it like drop? I'm not yes, sure. Yes, it did. But it did. It is a future play. It's actually on my list of stocks to buy. That is General Motors, yeah. Uh, no, no, GME. Oh, GME. As in GameStop. General oh, GameStop. Oh, okay. Uh, um, I was thinking General Motors you, for a I second. I feel like that should be a topic at hand because uh, I know that there's still so much we got to cover. But... It's definitely a topic. I think GameStop is something that... I think it's a good example that we can use as to how stocks can be manipulated. For sure. So, a little background check. Um, GameStop, if you guys don't know, is like a video game retailer company... Um, in the US and unfortunately or fortunately at least their company was going down um, they didn't really have an opportunity to grow um, and I'm pretty sure it was the fact that they had to like they owed so much other people and so they couldn't actually um, sustain themselves um, and so behold the powers of reddit um, the redditors saved GameStop and in fact boosted them um, so what? much so that their stock went up by like 300% in like a day. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people made money. Mm. I mean, a lot of people. So it was like, okay, so it was at like its lowest point it was like for like, some reason. Yeah, I, don't I think know. it was like a dollar or two dollar a share. And then what did it grow up to? Um, 260 something? Yeah, t- at, the, at the highest, I think <gasps> it was like 300. What the? And it happened, it's not that these things happened in a, a week or a month or a year. In a couple of days and a week, it went up. So it grows when the company is doing well. That's the thing. GameStop is a very unique case. So GameStop is kind of like Blockbuster. You guys know that over here. Like, it's an obsolete company. So you know for sure that this is going to become obsolete. It's going to become something that no one uses. Because no one's going to go and rent movies or rent games and stuff like that nowadays so the company yeah. is absolutely dead and everyone knows it that's the thing it's not like oh I think that the company's going to go down everyone knows it mm-hmm. so they do something called shorting a stock which is where you bet against the stock now when you bet against a stock basically what you're doing is you're while, yeah, while everyone else buys the stock 
and trades it amongst themselves. You're betting against it, which is like shorting it. And when too many people short a stock, something called a short squeeze happens. And so when you're shorting a stock, you're actually borrowing the stock from someone. Actually, let me explain it like this. If I get John's wristwatch, and if it's worth $100, I take it off John, and I tell him, I'll pay you back. Oh no, I'll get your wristwatch back in two weeks time. Yeah. So I take John's wristwatch, and I sell it to someone for $100. In two weeks time, I hope that the wristwatch is worth $80. So then I can buy it back, give it to John, and it's worth $80 now. So I'm making the difference, $20. Yeah, that's kind of how shorting a stock works. Buying it off someone for the price, and then giving it back to them, when Hoping the that it's down. like decreased in exactly. value. So you're betting against it. But when too many people do that, oh, they still have I to see. buy the stock back. But now too many people have to buy the stock back. So the scarcity. And we if you know if you took business, you know scarcity makes the price rise. And that's why GameStop went through the roof. But I would never, ever invest in GameStop. It's the gamble of your life. People have ruined their lives betting on it. People have also made heaps of money betting on it. It's a ridiculous amount of money they've made. Yeah. It's that case for GameStop. It's It literally broke the news. Like, everyone was freaking out about it. Um, but now they're guaranteed to, like, just never go down no, to an extent. It's not a guarantee. You know, it's like, I'm telling you, it really is just like going to the casino and betting all of it on black. It really is. It's not worth betting on stocks like this. Stocks that, like, you don't Please. know why they go up and down. And stocks that go up and down by that much. How Bitcoin was like five, six years ago. Like those kinds of stocks, you just got to stay away from them. You got to invest like Warren Buffett, like Ray Dalio, people who diversify their portfolio. You know, they don't all bet, a, bet the house on one thing. They know other stuff. And it takes time. Mm, for sure. Um, did you not want to invest? John, did you not want to invest in GameStop? Oh, no, that's a, I, I, I can joke about investing as a GameStop, but I... Like, again, I would never do it. Oh, I thought you were being serious. No, I, no I've no, i never... <laughs> I don't ever plan on... Oh, never mind. Um, even though it was all these price fluctuations, I don't think I will ever invest into something mm. that much of, like, of a gamble. For the best. Um, because, again, even though, sh- like, shares, trading, stocks, they're all technically gambling, there's always a way to reduce your risk, right? Don't invest your money into GameStop. Like, don't, yeah. don't do things like that. Nothing like that. Um, what would you invest your money into? Well, stuff that I have invested in at the moment, which I don't mind saying. Uh, there's an ETF. If you guys don't know what an ETF is, it's basically a collection of stocks. It's like packing a bunch of stocks, so a bunch of companies, into one big package, and then you buy the package. Is that the same thing as an um, index fund? Yes. Okay. ETF index. Yeah. Now, with these indexes and ETFs, there's different types. There's an equal weighted index, where each stock has the exact same percentage, like the same amount of it. Um, then there's a there's a weighted stock, uh, there's, sorry, there's a weighted ETF, where like bigger stocks like Microsoft, Apple, there'll be like 15, 20% of the package. And then we have my favorite actively managed ETFs. Now this is where you trust the CEO to make decisions and change the amount, the weight of the, each stock in the ETF. So like one day, Microsoft might be 20% of the package. The next day, it might be 15% of the package. Mm -hmm. So you're trusting someone else with your money, kind of, and you're investing in them. So that brings me to ARK, which is the actively managed by Kathy Woods, who is phenomenal. 
Um, she's a really good investor. And she's made 70%, I believe, in one year on an ETF. So my brother invested in that and made 70% in one year. And through an ETF, if you guys know, that's like unheard of. So ArcG, which is a genomics ETF, um, basically we're hoping that in a decade or two, they'll be able to find diseases like cancer and other ones just by looking at your DNA and through DNA sequencing. And so ArcG is kind of investing in the future of genomics. And then ARKK is another one that I'd highly recommend to buy. They invested in Tesla very early and they invest in companies where they see innovation in the future. So those are my long-term plays. Then we have stocks such as Alphabet. They basically, that's basically Google that you're investing in. They call it Alphabet because Google doesn't actually have stock. Um, but that's one of the stocks, we call it like a reopening stock because of this COVID time. When COVID is done with in the US, the stock will go up and it will already start to go up. The, the market looks two years ahead. And so Alphabet will go up because the search engines, people are gonna wanna advertise more, like companies like Travago and like hotel companies are gonna wanna advertise more on Google, giving them lots of money, making the stock of Alphabet go up. And then last but not least, General Motors. That's kind of like a competitor for Tesla. Um, they're releasing 25 new EV cars by 2025, I believe, which is like really good. And Tesla has a lot of hype, so I wouldn't invest in it necessarily. But yeah, that's just my picks. So you're gonna like have to look ahead in the future as yeah. to like how the world's gonna be and how sort of people are gonna, sort of, I guess, act and like mm. what they buy and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, you wanna look for companies with what you're basically trying to say is you want to look for companies with a big moat like a moat you guys know like there's a castle and then they have a moat around it so like a big ocean with like sharks crocodiles all of that stocks also have moats so it's a point of difference between a stock tesla has a huge moat tesla's moat is that their battery is more powerful and longer lasting than anything else that's a moat and no other company can get into their castle because mm -hmm. of that a huge point of difference that's why tesla earlier on would have been like the ultimate investment but yeah, look for companies with a big moat. Even then, just like do your research on these companies as well. Like that's mm -hmm. that's a big aspect of what you invest into is it's a lot of research. Um, and like Kushram said, you really look two years ahead um, at the minimum, at least. You look at two years ahead. Um, the, it's the saying that's like you can never predict the market as well. Mm. Yeah, true. Like no one could have predicted COVID would have happened, and yeah. it destroyed. Well, did it destroy it? Um, but it really crumbled really the entire market of the world. Um, and that's why companies now, I mean, actual economies now, um, they're crumbling. They're literally so low. And this is also why it's the perfect time to invest into companies. Um, I don't think you'll see stocks and shares of companies be this low mm. nowadays. It was better when COVID hit, but it's never going to be as low it is now, as it is now. So... Take your time, invest your money, even if it's just like $10 at the moment. Like when you get into the habit of it and when you get into the habit of putting your money somewhere else aside from the bank, that's when you'll get more financially literate. That's when you'll also be uh, more financially aware of your um, surroundings and aware of your um, what you're actually spending your money on, mm. things like that. Talking about the COVID um, discounts on stocks, United Airlines and Boeing, huge huge discounts at the moment they're they're about on like a 50 60 percent discount 
it's like when you're buying a car on sale like you 100% when the car's on sale you want to snap it up and COVID is the like kind of like I hate to say it but like a stockbroker's dream to be honest huge stocks on discount obviously stocks went down as well but what you have to remember is when a stock goes down yes you're losing money for the moment but you got to think of it with the mentality of this is now on sale and so if I have more money I'm going to put it on the stock that's on sale so like Boeing and United Airlines are great so so you can buy it again if it's low because it's going to go up yes yeah as long as you have more money because then if you take your money out of it when it's on discount like let's say I bought Boeing at 300 mm-hmm. and now it's on now it's at 200 huge discount yeah but if I take my money out of that I'm losing $100 per stock now yeah but I can buy more at 200 because now it's on discount and you just leave the like yeah. 300 that you initially put in that's down at I would oh, okay because especially if you believe in the company if you think yeah. it's gonna go up yeah dang do you have any questions I feel like Kushrav and I are just kind of like, yeah, we kind of already know <laughs> these things. I know a little bit. I have a Shazies account, okay? That's good. But I haven't invested in anything yet. But, um, okay, so say one stock is $200. Can you buy multiple of that, like $200? Yeah. So can. say you buy like five, so that's mm. like a thousand, right? Yeah, you'd buy. And then yeah. say that stock then grows to. $300 so then you'll be making like what 500 or profit yeah something like that yeah it's, it's pretty co- it's pretty like pretty normal concept like it's like you're buying a car for 2000 the price of the car for some reason uh, increases to 2500 you're making the difference mm. only thing that you got to be aware of which a lot of people actually don't know when they're starting like really really starting out yeah is something called brokerage and I explained that to you guys Ooh. I explained that to Trista last time I can't remember what you uh, said. It was basically, I think. Oh, it was, it's the yeah. um, percentage they take from like. Yeah, kinda. It's kinda. like a it's a fixed shipping cost. Oh so, right. So like, imagine you're shipping your stocks, kind of. Yeah. Um, and that's how sites like Sharesies and Hatches make money. So they make money off your brokerage. Mm-hmm. So it's a fixed cost that you have to pay. Mm-hmm. So like, if you had twenty dollars and if you were to invest it in like the U.S. market, just investing twenty dollars would cost you roughly a $30 USD brokerage fee so you're never gonna make your money back unless you like three times it so that's why you gotta invest in bulk right yeah so save up your money when you get to about 800 1000 especially for the international stocks might be a bit different for sharesies but for the international stocks save up your money get to 800 1000 then invest and then you can invest in multiple different companies and yeah just diversify your portfolio but just know that that brokerage is there oh man those those brokerage fees are ridiculous. Mm. How much ridiculous. would you like recommend, like a beginner to? How much would you recommend them to invest in at start? Um, I would Does say. Does it like depend on the company? Because I know all the companies mm, are at different think, rates or whatever. I think a good start of it is that um, if you were to just step back a bit, um, just invest your money, because. Things like sharesies, again, sharesies is by far the easiest way to invest your money, and it's a start. Like, right now, I'm just using sharesies as my savings account. Like, it's just it's just there, yeah. and I don't plan on making too big investments there, but it's there. And then the fact that I have something that is actually just moving my money, whether it goes up or down, um, I mean, the, pl- like the places I've actually invested into, I hope that they go up eventually in the future. But right now, they're just there to kind of just keep the money right there's not a really a 
a fixed way but just getting your money in um, something I was taught was just you can put money in over time let's say if you get a paycheck from your minimum wage like your job whatever it might be your part-time job if you just put whatever money into every month I'm just gonna put this much money into my shares um, and into my stocks which you're actually saying is I'm putting money into my future and so just every month it could be a small amount right because again over time this is what grows right and you want things to grow over time you don't want you don't want a GameStop situation with your stocks or, or your shares at least where you're constantly looking at the fans you're constantly gambling things that's not that's not I'm not saying that that's not what you can do but it's not ideal I guess for smart financial decisions yeah gotta invest you gotta diversify man that's one of the biggest tips anyone can ever give you Warren Buffett Ray Dalio great like the best investors they always say over time the people that diversify so like buy some stocks of Tesla some stocks of Apple some stocks of Microsoft don't bet the house on anything don't put all your eggs in one basket those people are the one that win through stocks you'll never beat someone who's diversifying that's the best way to do it in the long term 100% I'd say though to kind of answer your question is like how much money to put in at the start um, put in however much you feel mm. like whatever you're whatever you actually have access to like if you have like two thousand dollars in your bank account and it's just sitting there and it's been sitting there for a year three years now it's, it's probably actually gone down in value inflation yeah you know what you're right i have like just money just sitting there and i'm not really doing anything with it obviously leave some like leave oh, at yeah, least like yeah. 100 always 200. have an emergency yeah. fund that's, that's my true. That's true. um financial tip i guess if we're gonna go make this a stocks and a financial advice <laughs> thing um have an emergency fund like if you always have 500 in your account because you never know like life is always changing um mm. if you have a car if your car breaks down and you have no money to fix that your stocks and your shares are not going to help you so <laughs> have an emergency fund at all times but then also have an account where let's say you're making short-term saving goals like you're saving up for um a laptop then you know that's that's somewhere where you're like that's a reason as to why keep your money in the bank but if you're just keeping it in the bank because I want to travel in the future or I want to do all these things and it's over the one and a half to two year mark, it's not worth it to keep it in there. True. Because it's going to just go down. Mm. You know what I kind of like think of? I kind of, okay. I kind of think of it like buying and selling stocks in the way that people buy and resell sneakers. Mm. So like they buy, so like, Jordan 1s for retail price which is like around $200 and then because they know that everyone's gonna like that sneaker or whatever you know people line up at Foot Locker have you seen like videos of yeah, yeah. yeah. people line up they camp out and they buy it at retail price and they sell it for a higher price like $500 so they make that profit so I kind of feel like it's I don't know that's just how I think of it which yeah. is kind of weird but I guess the question arises, why do stocks when you can do something like that, you know? I guess it's the effort to reward ratio. The effort in stocks is a lot less. You yeah. can sit on your computer desk and research why, versus lining up a footlocker. That's true. So I guess that's a question that has come up once or twice. Yeah, I think convincing people to just invest their money is always hard. Because mm. it's like, what you're asking for them is to bet. It's not... Not a lot of people like to gamble, and those that like to gamble 
um, they like to almost always be certain that they're going to win. Um, and to do that through stocks is a very big effort. It takes a lot of effort to do it, but it's, it's definitely something that's worth it. Mm. Well, you're going to be like willing to lose your money if you're investing you have, in stocks. You have to be willing to lose your money. Yeah. If that's basically the mindset I've gone into it is that like I have to be able to let go of this money because I know or at least I believe that it's going to go up one day mm. but you time. can yeah you can definitely minimize that risk like a lot like you can almost be certain that you're not going to lose everything if I invest my money into Microsoft like I can bet my life that I'm not going to lose it all that I'm not even going to lose 50% of it not even 30% stocks like that Microsoft ones like Apple I mean, you can be almost certain, Not you can't be certain that they're going to go up, but you can be certain that they're not going to go down by more than 20%. Not huge companies like that. And the thing about Microsoft as well is that Microsoft is bigger than just computers. Mm. They actually do a lot of things overseas. Bill Gates has invested, I mean, has invested so much of his time um, to things like um, funds and charities in Africa, and Microsoft actually backs those. Um, and a lot of people like that. And so, and I think companies like that as well they're always trying to innovate through their products mm. like when when people are trying to innovate um, that's where opportunities arise and when opportunities arise that's where bank can be made mm. Microsoft is well if you guys don't know my brother works at Microsoft so Flex. he tells me lots about insight. it insight yeah, I can talk about that for years but um, yeah like they have a they have a cloud computing software called Azure and that's a huge huge moat for them Azure has insane computing power. So basically, a cloud is like where websites and companies, they kind of use their IT power. They use the IT power of Microsoft and they use the huge computers of Microsoft to run their websites. One of the reasons that Packer and College Portal keeps going down is at like times, and the NCA site, oh my gosh, close to mocks oh, yeah. and close to exams, NCA site is always going down because they need to put their website on cloud. And for example, they need to pay Microsoft to put their website on Azure so that it'll stop going down so close to exams. So like Amazon and Microsoft are competing in that realm. There's actually something called TAM, which is the total addressable market. And it's really important to invest in stocks that have a big TAM. Stocks like these are stocks like cloud and um, stocks that are in like semiconductors, so like graphics card, when in the future, you can bet money that cloud software and that semiconductors like graphics cards, the TAM is going to keep increasing. The total addressable market is going to keep increasing because in the future, we're going to have more computers. We're going to have bigger computers, faster computers. So we need more semiconductors and we may need more stuff like that. So Microsoft is like a slice of the TAM pie. And if the pie keeps increasing, in turn, Microsoft's slice of the pie keeps increasing. So you want to invest in stocks such as those. Investing into NVIDIA as well as AMD Facts. are really good what choices. What are they? They are both computer companies. Oh, um, right. and So like te technology, yeah, technology, would you say? Companies, yeah. They are making, they're basically making new technologies almost every year that are like shattering records. A couple years back, AMD was losing to another company called Intel um, in terms of the computer market. Like AMD would always be below average in terms of computers. Like you know, AMD will give you a good computer, you can play your games on it, but Intel is going to be able to give you a better computer, and you're going to be able to play your games on it, and it's also faster, and it's a bunch of these things. Over the last several years, though, 
AMD's really stepped up their game. Now they provide, like, you know, technology in a computer, so CPUs, graphics cards, but most of their CPUs um, at ridiculously good prices for their performance. Because of that, they have gone up. Now they're the they're the ones that are people are like we're we're gonna buy these ones because they're much better, and that's also reflected in their stocks. Their stocks have gone up a lot. In 2016, it was actually really low. Like I could have bought into it. Now I don't want to buy into it because it's so damn high. Um, things like this always happen. So when you do your research um, and you realize that this company is about to break through with something, that's when you have that opportunity. Mm. There's actually an index called Soxo, which is a semiconductor index, and they they ha- in their package of um, they're like an ETF, so they package the stocks like I said before. So in their package, they have stuff like Intel, Nvidia, AMD, Qualcomm. Those are like future stocks, and it's a three times leverage ETF. So leverage is basically where you any change in the market, it's amplified by three times. So if the market goes down by one percent, for Soxel, when you when you've bought the stock, when you've bought the ETF, it'll actually go down by three percent. The market goes up by five percent, the change will actually be fifteen percent in Soxel. It's a higher risk, but also could be higher reward. And in something like semiconductors, which is AMD, Nvidia, you know that that's going to go up over time. It's a future play. So, with the ETF, right? It's not you choosing your the like the stocks that, no. that are in it. It's like a company that chooses. Yeah. Or like It's the package. Like, you buy the whole oh. package. Oh. Yeah. You, you trust someone, but usually the person that you're trusting is, like, Omega Brain. Like, they're... Yeah. The person that you were talking about, the... Kathy for, Woods. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Like, people wow. like them, they know their stuff. Mm. You can really trust them. Yeah, you guys should definitely look up Kathy Woods. She speaks, like, really well on stocks. Very, very well. Such a genius. That's the stock market. That's, I mean, I guess that's like the simplest way to put it. Like, that's all really the information you can give about it. Um, and then beyond that, it's just about throwing yourself into it. How about crypto? Haven't crypto. About that oh, we haven't talked about talk. crypto. Okay. See, I don't know anything about crypto. So only mm. you can really, you got to educate us about it. I know Bitcoin and Doge. Oh, Dogecoin, Dogecoin oh to the Dogecoin? moon. I don't <laughs> nah. okay, I know. No, what I know about cryptocurrency is that it can be mined. But nowadays, people don't want to mine, and the truth is, it's not worth it Wait, to mine. Wait, what do you mean mined? Um, like physically okay. mined? It's quite... Okay. <laughs> yes, actually physically mined, but not in material. So, um, these cryptocurrencies are the product of millions of computers, literally just... They're just compiling code. They're con- consistently compiling code. And eventually, this code leads to a single chain and I can't really remember if this was how it was but it leads to a single chain of code and a single line but this line is worth one bitcoin mm. that's what mining is these computers keep mining for these lines right um, you're not actually going to see a lot of people mining anymore just because it takes there are literally warehouses of people yeah. with just mining computers mm-hmm. like these computers all they do for 24 hours a day 7 wow. days a week is just to mine you don't need to do that anymore. You can just instead buy them. Yeah. The, there's enough coins now that you can just buy them. Basically mining, yeah, like you said, it's like to transact one Bitcoin, to do one transaction, it takes a lot of computing power. 
and that's where these ant miners come in so these ant miners are like these computers that 24 7 7 days a week like you said they just use their computing power to help transact bitcoin um it's a bit confusing and we won't get into it. it's not worth it but yeah bitcoin cryptocurrency it's just a currency really and the reason that i would i used to be really against bitcoin like five years ago but actually bitcoin is not a bad play and i'll tell you why lots of our, our parents and things they have money in gold and they have a lot of jewelry so like i don't know about you guys but my parents they have gold in the bank and they just keep it kind of like it's almost like their investment they have a lot of gold i don't know if it's just indians or what but wait like like <laughs> jewelry like jewelry yeah like in the bank like given like given to like asb or something yeah but they keep money can you do gold. that yeah you can because gold is actually almost like a stock not a stock but it's like a currency in itself it has its own oh, yeah. value yeah and so that fluctuates more than you think actually there's a gold etf or like a gold leverage where you can leverage gold by 500 by 500 times mm-hmm. so if gold's price changes by 0.1 percent it's actually changing by like 0.1 times by 500 so fun fact but like yeah bitcoin is digital gold because it's scarce so there's only 16 million bitcoin in circulation and so that means that it's scarce and if something is scarce we know that the price is going to go up it's a better way of holding your money rather than something like gold or a bank Mm. so if i were to think of it in my term it's like nike releasing 30 pairs of a certain sneaker Mm, yeah literally so the value will definitely be high Mm. Hmm. so how does crypto differ from like stocks is it it's like its own currency so rather than you're not betting on something you're not betting on a company you're not really betting on anything any good news or bad news to kind of come out on it you're almost you're kind of playing with the scarcity it's a bit confusing to talk about but i mean yeah like there's stuff like ethereum and ethereum is not scarce so they they keep releasing more and more of their ether coins and the way that ethereum works you guys probably heard ethereum dogecoin bitcoin huge names ethereum works they have like their own kind of website and it's kind of like if you need money to buy a car mm-hmm. instead of getting the money from your bank filling out lots of paperwork while you why you need a loan or whatever the bank communicates straight to the car company and they communicate in ether so they give money through ether and that's way faster way easier and it cuts out the middleman which is kind of like you so you don't have to communicate it to two people now the bank communicates straight to the car company that's like a simplified version of how oh. Ethereum works. Okay, can we go back to Bitcoin? Mm. So when did that first come out? Years uh, ago. Years like a ago. couple years ago or years, years ago? I think like, I don't know. I haven't, I can't remember. Maybe like 2006-ish. I'm, don't so if me. it's around 2006, right? Say, how much would it be worth like at that time? <laughs> like, like literally. Don't say a dollar. Like dirt. Yeah. Oh, really? Like dirt. So if someone like invests, so someone say someone the first person that first ever invested in Bitcoin invested it then. Yeah. Right now it's at like what? Fifty six k USD. Like fifty k, right? They'll be profiting that much, like. Yep. They'll be fifty six thousand oh times. In, oh, or fifty, God. about five hundred and sixty timesing their money. Wow. There. Here's here's the thing about um, especially Bitcoin is that. Because it's a cryptocurrency, it's it's based on digital things. You can't actually get a hold of it. Mm. 
Um, and that's becoming really powerful nowadays because now our future transactions don't have to be through cash. Um, cash, by the way, is its own value. Um, having cash is something that's really good. But like Bitcoin and stuff, these currencies are going to be the future. That's what they're also, I guess, if we were to bet on something, they're the future of the world in terms of how we transact money. That's why these prices also go up. So the first person that had a Bitcoin probably didn't know how much it was worth at the time. Little did they know, though, that in about 10 and 15 years, they would literally change the world. Um, like in America, especially, you can actually use Bitcoins to survive. Like you can actually, like there are places where you can pay in Bitcoins. Mm. Um, and it's, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. The reason the Bitcoin really shot through the roof in like the last year, it was down at like 5K about a year or two ago, I think two years ago. It was down to like 5K again after shooting up to 20K like a year or two before that. And the reason it recently went up is because of this whole gold concept. So institutional investors, um, people that have like billions of dollars in the US, there's a lot of them actually, a lot of billionaires in the US that we don't, yeah, that we don't actually um, account for. They give their all their money to companies like um, BlackRock, who actually um, they invest their money, but they have to be very very safe with it. So if I have a ten billion net worth, I'll give nine billion, and like nine point five billion to BlackRock, and they'll keep my money safe for me, and they will make sure that inflation doesn't devalue it. And so they, when BlackRock and companies like that who deal with billions and billions of dollars, when they start investing in Bitcoin that's when the price really goes through the roof and that's what's starting to happen now because it's that digital gold concept how do you stop inflation what you can't no inflation is inflation is two percent a year it's steady how do they negate that though um because they have to make two percent a year on other things yeah kind of scary yeah so if you wanted to be super safe you could give your money to a bank which will keep it roughly a a little bit less than two percent a year so you'll still be losing a bit of money and then if you want to make more money on top of that, that stocks. Invest your money. Mm. Just move your money. Don't, don't, don't let it sit in the bank. Cash is the worst thing ever. It's also a good thing. <laughs> so it's, it's weird. Cash is a weird thing. Yeah. You look kind of startled right now. I feel like I'm... There's heaps of information. But it's like, yeah, I'll do my research. Don't worry. That's good. The simplicity of it is just... It's good that you already have a Sharesies account. If you put 50 bucks in somewhere, I was like, just hope it goes up. Like literally, I think nowadays, in almost every single class that I go to, everyone has a Sharesies account. And we're all just looking at our, when the, when the <laughs> New Zealand market opens, um, we just see, oh my gosh, Air New Zealand went down. <laughs> That's I'm not like, a big deal. Wait, so the market opens at a certain time? Yeah. Yeah. As opening um, hours, closing hours. Because, oh. I mean, so in New Zealand, I believe it's from 10 or 10.45 in the morning to 4 5 o'clock. That's when our New Zealand market opens. Um, so what does that mean? You can buy and sell during those yeah, times? Only you can buy and sell, uh, things like that. Um, and it changes around the world. Like, the US is going to be different to New Zealand. And so, mm. usually though, those sites, um, when you buy it, it kind of just waits in the service until that market opens up and then the, the service itself will buy it for you. Mm. Um, and so just hope that it doesn't, like, when you sleep and then <laughs> things happen to the company and yeah. lo and behold the $500 they put there already just went down to like 
after me. Mm, I've caught my brother up at um, awake at like 3 a.m. sometimes because for the U.S. stocks, that's roughly when the market opens. So he needed to buy a stock and he needed to see the price of it before he bought it. And so I'll catch him awake at like 2, 3 a.m. And I'm like, why are you awake? And he's like, oh, I needed I needed a way for the U.S. market to open so I can like purchase this. And I'm okay, like, well, same question for you. Uh, why are you awake? <laughs> <laughs> I'm awake for different reasons on the on Discord with the boys. Oh, fair enough. For different reasons. So, so people like buy it right at the start when the market opens. Mm. Is that because if they wait like an hour later, it'll already be like it'll already go up? Yeah, because oh, if, right. if news came out. Um, about the stock during its closing hours, during the market's closing hours, then everyone's gonna buy the stock when the market reopens. But you, 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 you so can never. Is it kind of like a competition yeah. or like? Kinda, but like, the thing is, you can never beat people in terms of timing because companies are gonna buy the stock. Like, huge um, hedge funds and people like ETFs and stuff like that, they're going to buy that stock. Mm-hmm. And so, and obviously, you can never beat companies. Yeah. Because yeah. they'll always be first. There's also just a large degree of variability. Like everyone has different computers, everyone has different. So you're never gonna be able to beat anyone. But it kind of just flatlines and kind of evens out to just the average. Mm. Yeah, but that's me. I think that's all I know about yeah. stocks and shares. And that's quite a lot of information. Yeah. So what advice would you give me, or to anyone who's listening that wants to start? Yeah. Or that's very very beginner. Just do it. <laughs> just do it. Like literally. My advice would be research before you do it. <laughs> like, really do research. Think about it. Uh, I'd say avoid the New Zealand market. If you're 18, just get a hedge. Um, just get a hatch, sorry. And just or invest. Steak. There's a lot of yeah. places. Oh, there's lots of stuff, yeah. But, like, just invest in the US market. Way easier. Mm. And invest in, like, oh, yeah, don't buy and sell off for whims. Like, don't see that a company has gone down by 5% and then sell the next day after buying it. That is stupid. Hold stuff long term. Hold stuff for 3, 6, 12 months and then sell it. But don't do this sell high. Um, don't do this, yeah, don't do this sell high, buy low thing. It doesn't work. You're going to actually just, if you see, like there's always going to be, there's always reasons, at least for like US companies, um, even New Zealand companies, some New Zealand companies, you'll see why they're going down. There's going to be news about it. There's going to be the overall trend on the graph. It's gonna be going down. That's when you can make the educated guess or the educated choice to okay, I'm gonna sell this. But like Kashrop said, if you're just buying or selling because you see that the number on the percentage went mm. down by ten percent, that's not a very effective thing. Again, if you don't know, do your research. You don't know why it's gone up or down. Mm. Look into it. Very true. If you don't believe in the company. That being said, though, I'm not I'm not gonna disagree about Kashrop saying don't invest in New Zealand stocks, but at the same time. It's always a good start because you can Definitely. just act, you can actually just have the it's it's a better way of having a savings account. It's better that it stay in there than in places like your actual just bank account. Like yeah. besides Shazzy's, um, at least like how I'm using it, it's kind of just my savings account where I just put money into there instead of my um, actual savings account and see if it goes up, it goes up. That's great for me. If it goes down, well, I hope that it goes back up. Yeah. Can you buy like part of the stock? Yeah, or do you uh, have to buy all of it? You can buy part of it. Um, yeah. At least some New Zealand shares you can do it um, on sharesies. If something's valued at ten bucks, you can put something. You can actually put five bucks into it. Mm. But it's not. You're not actually getting a whole. Yeah, exactly. Part of it. You can like, for example, if you want to buy Bitcoin, 
buying you're not gonna buy fifty six thousand dollars worth. So obviously with currency, I know you can buy a very small part of it, as small as you want. I don't know about U.S. stocks, but yeah, I'm not sure about that to be honest. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Great conversation. A lot to think about. It's a lot to think about. Yeah. Um, it's also very scary. This is a really scary to talk, topic to actually talk about, mm. especially when you look at. Um, there's a Reddit, a subreddit called slash r slash Wall Street Bits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that place is. I only go in there for entertainment. Um, <laughs> because if I would actually do the things, I'd be scared. Way too scared to do it. Those it's a gamble. Guys, those guys. I like your hand gesture thing. <laughs> yeah. No, so um, I guess. So we've kind of messed up the audio, so we're having technical difficulties, but. I guess we can just wrap it up. So thank you for coming. No worries. It's good. Thank you for educating the public. Thanks for having me. Thank you for educating um, me. Thank yeah. You look clueless like half the time no, though, I, but I'm learning. You're I'm you're learning. learning, no, that's good. But I guess yeah, thank you yeah, for no, coming. No worries. Um I guess if I'll ask you one more question. Do you think that things like this, like, it's really important to be educated about? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, honestly. No, like you cannot guess on the stock market the stock market will chew you up and throw you out if you start guessing so yeah you have to be educated this what we talked about here was honestly great i think high quality stock advice you know especially for people our age yeah yeah for people our age you know and you don't have to take our word for it look at people like um listen to people like kathy woods like jim kramer those people will tell you how it is and they don't mind if you buy the same stocks as them there's you're not really competing against other people you know you're competing against the market everyone's competing against the market so yeah share advice share information and then we can all hopefully make more money than what the bank is providing us with talk about money thank you for coming no worries thanks thank you guys for listening to the podcast it was great having you on here um yeah hope we hope you guys learned something about stocks about anything yeah final thoughts final thoughts invest your money Please do not invest into GameStop. Just don't. But not get invest your money, but not into GameStop. Amen. Amen. <laughs>